Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Today we are continuing our series on hard facts about working with people. Our topic today is safety in taking risks. Safety in taking risks, Carl. When we say safety, we're obviously not talking about protecting against paper cuts or machine accidents. We're talking about a work environment where people are not stressed out about losing their job or being categorized as a negatively in response to a risk they've taken to do something for the firm. What do you think is the place of failure in the workplace? Well, evidence suggests it's key. It's key. It's actually a positive thing. That failure in one area often leads to new ideas in another. What we're going to suggest today is that you want an environment that encourages people to take risks, to take responsibility, to try new things, to make a decision themselves, and not fear for the repercussions. And that if it doesn't work out, that becomes a learning opportunity. I guess we've all heard that story about the post-it note. It was supposed to be a new kind of glue, but it ended up being this not very sticky glue. Yes, That's right. It failed. The glue didn't stick. Turned out to be a multi-billion dollar industry. So yes, so failure can lead to innovation, dramatic innovation, but more commonly, failure can lead to learning. And the opportunity to take risks can lead to people willing to take increased responsibilities and initiative. So we've just had, you know, more initiative, taking responsibility, trying new things, um, learning if they don't work. We've all positive. Those are all positive outcomes to having a safe enough environment to be yourself. Now, I would like to point out that we're not really talking about people not doing their job or failing really to meet uh, their job responsibilities. This isn't about just being a slacker. We are holding people to the highest standards. A job description really needs to articulate what outcomes people are responsible for instead of what tasks we want to see them busy with during the day. And to that, we hold them accountable. And if they repeatedly are not capable or not willing to accomplish what they've been hired to accomplish, you've got a different problem on your hands that does need to be confronted and may even involve them no longer being appropriate to continue in that role. But within that role, given that they can produce outcomes, we've said that people are different and bring different things to the table that we may not have thought of, that may not be a part of our current operating procedures or the way we currently go about things. And so when we talk about safety today, when there's new ideas that come out onto the table, another approach, uh, an experiment someone wants to try, we want to create room for that. Because great things can come out of that. And even if great things don't come out of that, a failure comes out of that, learning can take place or innovation. And But people won't do that. They won't put their neck on the line because that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like they're putting their neck out on the guillotine. And if it works out, no one's going to know and management's going to get all the credit. And if it doesn't work out, the blade is going to fall. Why is it that leaders are so resistant to change, to new ideas, to creativity? Oh my, well, there could be for a variety of reasons. Um, one could just be could just be the leader. You know, a lot of leaders hold their position tenuously, and in their own mind, they don't think they're worthy. And so everything gets filtered through these eyes of I'm competent and I know it all, and I'm the final word on all things here because of I'm in this role. And if anything comes along that makes it look different than that, I experience that negatively. We're again we're making up in our own minds why somebody is coming out with this new idea. Another is just that 
different working styles and approaches to things. Some people like to get things down to a fine art and things go smoothly and they work well as they currently are. So why on earth would you take the chance on upsetting that but works fine to get something that works great when the downside might be you turn things upside down and it doesn't work? So content with the status quo that's that served them well. So how do we go about creating an environment where failure is okay at times? Well, what you want to be doing as a leader is, is encouraging people to take responsibility. And where there's um, decisions to be made that are outside of their current role, incorporating that in there right into their annual performance review. Let's set some goals this year, how you want to expand your responsibilities. And in these stated areas that we've intentionally laid out for this year is I'm going to give you a lot of latitude because I know you're going to be trying to new things and taking over things and you will be on a learning curve. And you could even call other areas off limits. Again, we're not saying let everybody do whatever they want anytime. I mean, you, you do have a system that works well. But just to be intentional about it, the other advantage of that is it gets a lot of these ideas out on the table so that you don't have to make up in your imagination why they're different or why they think different and have a direct conversation about it. And the employee, they don't have to make up in their imagination why you're resistant, worry that you're threatened and that their job is on the line. Talk about it directly. Well, I'm, I like this idea of failure becoming something new. It almost seems like the word should be something else, not failure. I call it learning. It's learning. And you, and you turn it into something positive. Another thing you can do is give people an opportunity to solve their own catastrophes. So when someone has failed, we don't need to get angry. We don't need to get upset. We just deal with it directly and we place it back on them and say, what should we do now? So in a sense, helping them learn through the process as well. And in the process of doing that, that you're giving them the dignity and the respect to be a part of solving that. You don't just take it away from them because they've proved they can't do it. And so that actually enhances their connection to you and their willingness to try the next thing. Well, and I, I would imagine that having a safe environment is an easier environment to actually feel connected to. Yes. And if you're the leader, really what you want to keep taps on is why is people's behavior pushing your buttons the way it does? Um, why is it so upsetting if somebody makes a mistake? Why anger? Why panic? You know, why um, blaming? If you can get in touch with why you go that direction and get yourself just to take a step back and just say, oh, it didn't work, more, more matter-of-factly, you'll, 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 you'll be surprised at how freed up internally you'll be just to help the person solve it and move on. Well, this is certainly a... A very revolutionary conversation, I'm sure, for a lot of us, because it gives us a new perspective on something that's pretty common. Because people do fail. You can't guarantee success anywhere, all the time. And I bet 90% of it is just being less reactive when it happens. We'll go most of the way to creating a kind of a calm environment where people can be honest and let you know right away when they've made a mistake that might have consequences and they're not nervous about being caught and there's no temptation to cover it up or make excuses. It's easier to create than we expect. Well, Carl, I think this concludes our series on hard facts about working with people. Any last thoughts? Yes, we're just trying to be realistic that 
we work with people. There's other people in the world. We have coworkers. We have supervisors. We have subordinates. Let's just be frank and, and straight about what's involved. And the more we can tap in to what motivates people, what makes people want to work hard and come alive at work, the more vibrant and profitable enterprise we'll have. But the more we try and get around them or manipulate them or diminish them or make them like us, it'll work against us. So it's just being hard facts. Just Let's just be straight with it. It's the real thing. It's the real thing. Well, I thank you so much for your insights. And uh, thank you to our listeners for listening. And uh, don't forget to check us out at www.boldenterprises.com. And we'll see you next week. This podcast is a Gold Enterprises production.